Welcome to the Ballsy Broadcast. I'm your host, Renee Sager. I help career-driven women, go-getters, and you self-proclaimed type A control freaks that I love, who've outgrown who they used to be, get clear on who they are and what they want now in their life and business. Each week, I will bring you the insights and individuals that will challenge your old ideas of who you think you should be, a dose of reality to get you out of overwhelm and into action, and ultimately move you into a bolder and ballsier version of yourself. If you are someone that appreciates raw and real conversation that actually moves the needle in your life and business, you found the right spot. Hello, hello, and welcome back. I am looking forward to this episode where I cover what being a bulimic and alcoholic and a business owner have all had in common for me. And I know that it's it's really easy to kind of look back at your past and be ashamed of it, um, be mortified of it, want to sweep it under the rug. And, you know, whether or not you relate to all of these topics that I'm about to touch on, um, I hope that you can kind of take some some core pieces from this episode and relate it to your own life in that your past doesn't always have to be something that you try and sweep under the rug. Um, I think sometimes, oftentimes, some of the most tragic or challenging things or even embarrassing, in the moment, embarrassing things that you have been through turn out to be... I mean, they're the things that make us. They are the things that create us and make us who we are. And I used to get so annoyed. Oh, I would get so annoyed when I would go to meetings, Alcoholic Anonymous meetings, AA meetings. Wow, I said that a lot. <laughs> um, and people would say, you know, I'm just so happy I'm an alcoholic. Oh, I'm just so grateful I'm an alcoholic. The things I know now because I'm an alcoholic. And, you know... I feel like I could have done without it. <laughs> I, I've i never really been like, I'm so grateful because, man, it was terrible. It was terrible. It was so many years. It was so much money. It was so much stress. It was just so much turmoil. And I've never been like grateful. I've never had that. Like, I'm just so, I have so much gratitude for being a blackout, piss your pant alcoholic. <laughs> That's just never been my thing. But the truth is, I was one. It happened to me. And so, I mean, that's that's the facts of the situation. So I'm going to take you through these five things, these five areas or these five ways that I feel being a bulimic, alcoholic, and business owner have all overlapped or taught me a similar lesson or just had kind of a, a commonality amongst them or or things that they have all required of me. Okay, so buckle up. All right, the first one is, and I feel like this word is a little overused, but it it all three have required me to unapologetically, unabashedly have my own back. They have each demanded deep, deep self-trust because in each situation, no one was going to come and save me. I mean, granted, I had a lot of help in every area, which I'm going to get to that one in a second, but ultimately, it always came down to me. 
And I had to stop looking at everyone else to see what they were doing, what they were eating, what they were drinking, how they were dressing, what they were charging, the way that they were running their programs. I had to put those blinders on and bring it back to me because every time I... So David makes fun of me when I throw things for the dog. I'm terrible at throwing things for the dog. I don't know what happens (laughs) to me when I throw things, but it's like no, it's always, but it's especially bad when the Christmas tree's up. But I'm so bad at Frisbee too. Like you do not want me on your team. Um, but I will be looking like 45 degrees in the other direction. And I'll tell you what, 83% of the time I hit that damn Christmas tree. <laughs> I don't know how I do it, but David's like, it's because it's what you're looking at. And I think he may be right. I think because I don't want to hit it. So I'm like, okay, don't hit it. Don't hit it. Don't hit it. So then of course... It draws my attention to that thing, and that's what I end up hitting. This is the same thing, even if I'm like, okay, don't worry what they're doing. Don't worry what they're eating. Don't worry what they look like. I'm focusing on them. I'm focusing on what I don't want. I had to bring it back to me. We have to bring it back to ourselves. I don't care what anyone else is doing. Listen, everyone is just like a little parrot doing whatever they see someone else doing all of the time forever and ever. You think you're going to get all these great ideas from someone else or stalking their profile or following their macro plan or whatever, whatever. And I just time and time again, for me at least, that's never helped. It's never proven to be true. It's never, I've never done that. I've never looked at how someone else is doing something and ultimately had it really work out well. Like I might have had a glimmer of ha- uh, of success early on, which is super common, right? Beginner's luck. It, very common. But then I'm like, this doesn't fit. This does not fit for who I am and the way I work and the way I think and the way I live. This does not work for me. And so this doesn't mean never look at anyone. I think I, I think that, you know, we all have are growing and learning and evolving, but it's so important to continually come back to yourself and have your own back. When things feel off, when you feel like you can't do something or it doesn't feel right, trust that. You know, I've had to do this at events. You know, when people start talking about weight loss or obsessing over this or that, I've had to leave. I've had to be like, I I just, I can't, I can't be here. Or not go to certain workout classes. Um, And I had to cancel on plans when I was trying to get sober because it was at a bar and I just could not. I knew that I could, even though at that point, I'm thinking of a time specifically where I'd had a year sober and I just, I was feeling so uncomfortable about this birthday that was at a bar. And I kept telling myself like, Half the half of me was this is stupid. Get over it. You're fine. It's not a big deal. Don't don't let your friend down because you can't. You know you're nervous. And the other part of me was like, this is not worth it. Like this is they're they're either gonna understand or they're not. Like of course they're gonna understand. But even if they didn't, fine. I I can't put myself in that position to potentially drink. And and the way that I'm feeling about it is 
uncommonly loud. Like I just was so worked up over it. Um, and in my business, I mean, if you're not in the online business space, then you probably don't have this thrown down your throat. But whatever space you're in, whether you're a potter or a teacher or whatever, like we tend to follow people that do similar things as us or have common interests. Um, for me, it's it's business things, but it's like, I mean, I have been on a mad unfollow lately. Uh, I'm, I'm like, I don't know, almost a thousand followers, it feels like, um, that I've unfollowed just because I'm like, I'm, I just can't keep consuming all of this because it's, again, it's like looking at the Christmas tree when I don't want to hit the Christmas tree. It's taking my attention to where I don't want it to be. I don't want to be consuming all of this other information about how this should look, how my offer should be, how my pricing should be, how I how I should scale and all these things. That it's just, that's not for me. It might be for someone else, but those things, the way that they feel for me, feel gross and I get annoyed. And so instead of questioning that, instead of trying to make myself feel bad and get over it, like the bar situation, I've just completely decided to opt out. I'm like, I am really cutting back. I am really scaling back on these things because deep down, this is what I know I need to do. So that's the first thing is just unapologetically unabashedly having my own back. Deep, deep self-trust. And self-trust, I've mentioned this on this podcast before, but in case you're new here or you've only listened to a couple episodes, like I'm just going to say it again. Self-trust often feels like shit. It does. It seems like it should feel amazing. (laughs) It seems like it should feel so good, but it doesn't because it's often forcing you to grow in a new direction, which is always uncomfortable. The payoff for self-trust comes a little bit later. All right. The second one that all three of these have had in common that have required of me is continuing to move forward even when shit hits the fan. Because life is always happening. Things will never go 100% according to plan. You will overreact. You will overeat. You will overcompensate in some way. You will overspend. You will get angry. You will react in a way that you do not feel proud of. And you either decide, okay, I feel embarrassed and ashamed. I'm going to, you know, tuck my tail between my legs and go back to everything that I'm used to and not keep going because this is too hard. Or you keep taking the next step. Just because you slip up, you go off track, you have a bad month, six months, you say something wrong, you anything, anything that's not according to quote unquote the plan or isn't right or isn't moving you in an upward trajectory all of the time. Anytime you hit one of those, you have to learn to keep moving forward. It doesn't mean you feel good about it. doesn't mean you're happy. And it doesn't mean you don't stop for a minute and like figure stuff out. 
and decide, do I need to change something? Do I need to change, you know, the relationships that I'm in? Do I need to change the apps that I have, the accounts that I follow, the job that I have, the all of that? Like You might need to take a minute to catch your breath and pause and reflect and ask, what do I really want to be doing? But at the end of the day, coming up against something hard, coming up against something challenging, that does not mean stop. And, and each of these things, bulimia, alcoholism, and being a business owner, huge blocks, like so hard, so many, so, so many hard things, the hardest of hard things, like bring me to my knees and sob hard things on all three of those occasions have, has that happened. And I have had to continue. I have had to keep taking the next step forward. Okay, the third thing, connection with people who get it. I am a firm believer and and I am also someone that was like kind of like the lone wolf and still I still kind of am. Like I'm not a huge hugely social person. Um I in fact being in Indiana don't really have any friends here. <laughs> I mean I have a few, right? I if you follow me you see me on the running groups but like I it, it just doesn't exist for me at this point yet and it's a bummer. It is a bummer. But I do have some of those connections, but I'm also pretty okay being alone a lot of the time and don't mind it. But the third thing is connection to people who get it. We have to be with people some way. I don't care if it's your Instagram DMs. I think that counts. I really do. I think it counts because I have a lot of people on Instagram and Voxer that I message that I have never met and they help me so much more than people I see in my everyday life, truly. But the connection with someone who truly, deeply gets it because when you try and talk to someone about food and body stuff that's literally never dealt with, they're just like, just eat. Just don't eat so much. It's You look great. What do you mean? <laughs> You're like, oh my God, you do not get it. And, and it's fine. It's impossible for them to completely understand it. They just can't. They are incapable. And there's it's not their fault, truly. Like I didn't feel like I knew. I didn't know any of these things that I'm talking about today until I went through them. Right? I didn't know really what it was like to be a mom until I became a mom. There's just no way we can know until we really experience it. But when you can find people that you can share this stuff, that they're just like, oh, I get it. You know, when I'm like, yeah, I, you know, would throw open bottles and eat out of the garbage can, or I have remorse for the amount of money I've spent on my business with coaches that I, I can't believe I did that. Or I used to steal. I would steal all of the time when I was drinking. And people would be like, oh, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But you tell a normal person this stuff and they're like, wow, stay away from me. And so we have to find these people, the communities, the support I don't care if you have to pay for it. I feel like we're at the day and this day and age where unfortunately or whatever, I don't know, it's the, it's the truth for me. Sometimes you got to pay for your communities and deep friendships that you don't have to pay for will often come out of them. But, you know, when we're at home or when we're adults and we have busy lives, you may need to pay 
for some of your connection, community, and relationships at this point. And for me, it's worth it. For me to have someone that gets it, that wants to see me succeed, that can relate on so many different levels, it is so worth it. And I have needed this in every single one of these situations. And I still do. I still do. Okay, the fourth thing that has been required of me around these areas has been disappointing people. Disappointing people. This is similar to number one, deep self-trust, having your own back. But it's a little bit more specific because I know so many of you. I mean, honestly, most people in life, most people don't like disappointing other people. Call it a people pleaser if you want. If that's a term you relate to, fine. But most people do not like to disappoint other people. It is a bummer. It doesn't feel good to anyone. And I've had to for my own sanity and success in all three of these areas. As I mentioned from number one, it's like telling the backing away from relationships, leaving gyms, leaving um I had, to, I had to stop school. Many, Oh my God, school is a whole nother thing. But like I had to stop school because I just could not do it. I couldn't do it and like f- do my food stuff. Like I just couldn't do it. And I had to quit. With drinking, I had to bail on so many parties. I had to, to pull back on social situations. I had to just not show up. I had to leave early. I had to do all of these things that felt stupid and I'm sure were disappointing to other people, but I just couldn't do it. In my business, I have changed prices. I have changed my podcast. I have shifted some of my messaging. I have altered how I show up in, in, in small ways here and there, but I know that that has disappointed people as well. And it is the cost of moving on. It is the cost of moving on. If you do not want the same exact things that you're in right now, I promise you, someone is going to be disappointed when you change. I was thinking about this. I was trying to think of why I was thinking about this, but I feel like this is a great analogy where, you know, so I used to live in Portland and then I got over it. I was like, this place is starting to suck. I don't like the culture that's going on. I don't like just it felt dangerous. It was not as fun. It was not as beautiful. It didn't just nothing about it was the way that it had been when I first moved there. And so I was like, I'm out, man. I'm so annoyed. All these California people are coming over and jacking up the costs. And, you know, homeless people are all over the place. I mean, we called the cops many times because there was a guy with a machete, like riding his bike around, waving it. I mean, so many things were just not the way that they once were. And I was annoyed that all the California people were coming in. And so I left, but the California people were coming in and they're like, this is the best place ever. I can get an apartment for $3,000 where in, you know, wherever LA, it would have been $5,000 or $6,000 or whatever, right? I'm just giving you an example, but they loved it. They loved it. I didn't. I left. Maybe that's a horrible example, but you see what I'm saying? Like no matter what happens, someone's going to be disappointed and they can leave. 
they can find something else. And I did. I left. It's like I either stay there and bitch or I, or I make a change. Okay. Your growth, whether you're a city or a state or a whatever town, you're, or you're a person in business or you're changing your relationship with food or you're cutting back on drinking and all of your friends are drinkers and you're like, I don't actually want to do this anymore. They are probably going to be disappointed. You know, I've talked about this on here too, but when I decided to move to Indiana, my dad was very disappointed. Hello, who wants to disappoint their father? Not me. But I, I needed to do it. I needed to do it for me. And I'm, gl- I'm so glad that I did. But it is a cost that you have to pay to progress. Okay, the fifth one is each of these have required me to recreate myself to a certain degree. I see a lot of stuff online or books or just talking to people. And I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's it's true for them. But I feel like a lot of people say like completely reinvent yourself. And, you know, also maybe I have more than I'm aware of because I'm in it. So I can't tell, you know, like when you're growing your hair out, you can't really tell. So maybe I have changed a ton and I just can't tell. But I've definitely had to change things about my personality and I'm still very much the same. And I'm telling you this because I think there can be so much pressure to have to completely get rid of every single bit, piece, nook and cranny about yourself to achieve the success that you want. And I just don't think that's true. I think you can be really happy, really successful and make a ton of progress and change and still have a ton of things about yourself that you kind of (laughs) hate, that you wish weren't there anymore, that you think like there's no way I can be successful with this, that you you can. And and this isn't like to give you permission to write off changing like, well, Renee said, I don't have to change these things, so I'm not going to. That's not what I'm saying. Like some things you're definitely going to have to recreate and change. Like you're going to have to change your thinking. I mean, my thinking around food, body, booze, and business, totally, totally different. And I'm still reactive. I'm still kind of impulsive. I'm still fly by the seat of your pants, right? There are still a lot of those things about me that are the same. So you may not need to change as much of yourself as you think. And you also may not be as far away from the ultimate goal as you think. Okay? So those are the five things that being bulimic, alcoholic, and a business owner have all had in common or have all required from me. I'm going to go over them again really quickly just to tidy it all up. Unapologetically and unabashedly having my own back, that deep self-trust. Two, continuing to move forward even when shit hits the fan. Three, connection with people who get it. Four, disappointing people. Five, recreating myself to a certain degree. And one more thing is that with each of these, kind of as I was mentioning in the beginning, each of these things, like being in them, half the time I hated them, all of them, (laughs) more than half the time. And I'm like, I can never do this. This is never going to work. Who do I think I am? I mean, 
all of the time. Those thoughts come up all of the time. But every one of these things has also deepened my self-confidence infinitely. Like I was, I was talking to a client about this who's in a, she runs a couple businesses and, you know, the imposter syndrome and am I possible? Can I do this? Like it's all coming up. And we talked about some past things that she has overcome. And I told her to look back to those and use those as proof that she can get through this next obstacle because anytime you're in it, it feels like you'll never make it through. Every time you're in the middle, you're like, I don't know if I got it. I don't know if I have what it takes. So this is why looking back at past things that you've been through, whether it's a death, whether it's an embarrassment, whether it's a tragic accident, whether it's recovering from food and body stuff, whether it's working on alcohol, whether it's a relationship that you were in, anything that you have come out the other side, I would be willing to bet that that has given you a level of confidence that you could never have found in a book You could never have found in a podcast episode. You could never have found in a lecture or a mentor. You did that shit. You overcame it. You felt it. You put in the work. Savor that. Don't brush it off. Use that as evidence as why this next thing is doable as well. Is figure outable. I think Marie Forleo says that. I don't know. But it's figure outable as well. Okay. Because each of these things for me has given me so much more confidence to continue moving. And it's again, it's not that I'm like, don't have negative (laughs) self-talk because that's, I still do. I still have, I'm still a human being. Okay. But I think that it kind of takes me back to number two, which was continuing to move forward even when shit hits the fan. Like I, there's, I just have so much trust in myself. Like, whatever, let's go. Whatever life throws at me, let's go. And I'm like, I'm not taking universe. This is not like a, (laughs) a, this isn't a duel. Like, take it easy on me. But I really do feel that way about myself as to whatever happens, I can handle it. All right, my friends. Thank you so much for being here. And if you like this episode, please share it. Please uh, take a screenshot, upload it to your stories. Give me a tag, send me a DM. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love for you to spread the love and I'll be back next week. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. If you liked what you heard today and you're wondering how we can work together and the different offerings I have, be sure to visit reneesager.com to learn more. And in the meantime, stay ballsy.